receive a daughter-in-law disguising herself to go and sleep with the father-in-law in order to have children in scripture. We see unstrange, unfortunate things happening in families one after another. And I want you to know if God out of all those messes still was ma managed to put together the family for the Messiah to come out, God will work on your family. It doesn't matter how messed up your family is. It doesn't matter how bad things are. Today by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, we declare and declare that the hand of God shall intervene in your family. I said that the hand of God shall intervene in your family. I said that the hand of God shall intervene in your family. That the hand of God shall intervene in your family. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, give me Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27. From the New King James. The Bible says, by the reason of the anointing, every yoke shall be, shall be what? Shall be what? Today, my assignment is simple. The morning service is obviously a bit different from the afternoon service. The afternoon service, I'll get more time to get into details. Of, but I just want to highlight in a few things and we can pray over families right now before I begin to even teach. Amen? The Bible said by, and shall we read one go? He says the yoke will be destroyed because of what? The Bible says it shall come to pass in that day that his burden, any burden that the enemy has put upon your family today, it shall be taken off you. Any burden in your family, the burden of financial crisis, the burden of strange diseases, the burden of poverty, the burden of marital breakdowns, in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord, we decree and declare that let that burden be rolled away tonight. Let that burden be rolled away today. Let that burden be rolled away today. Anything that makes you cry for the sake of your family, May Jehovah God intervene. And he says, and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing in this house has capacity to break every yoke. It has capacity every day, every form of disposition that is not of the law that is perpetuating in your family. Today we declare in the name of Jesus, may the hand of God deal with it in the name of the Lord. family we see that all the women in the family just the fact that you go and marry in Abraham's family if you're a woman you become barren automatically not because you are barren just because of the connection you have had with a certain family called Abraham all the primary wives in Abraham's family all of them got married and all their husbands were pathological liars in David's family there was a spirit of sexual immorality Jesse had multiple wives besides that one day he went out took a woman by the name of Nitzivir did not marry take time to marry her and gave birth to David 
That's why in Psalm 51, David said, In sin did my mother conceive me. David was born out of wedlock. David grows up and says, I, I will not repeat the sins of my father. David started marrying at the age of 18. After he killed Goliath, Saul gave David a wife. Imagine. He goes on marry and marry, marry Abigail, marry, kept marrying until he married eight women. And under normal circumstance, no man who has eight women, in fact, if you have, if you want four GB, you have, if you have one GB, you have, out of the eight, they are all forms of women, isn't it? But guess what? One day, the Bible says, all men had gone to war. And David was seated on the upper lattice of his palace. And David saw a black woman having a shower. And the Bible said, David desired the woman, called for the woman in the name of Bathsheba, slept with the woman, and killed the husband. And guess what? David stayed with the woman and married the woman. Even after God punished David. I thought David would say, God has punished me. So let me return this woman. The guy still keeps the woman. that were happening in the life of um, in the family of the of the of the of the Messiah do you know Jesus comes from the lineage of David do you know that yeah. when you read the book of Matthew Matthew chapter 1 Jesus comes from the lineage of David but guess what all those things are seen in the lineage of the Messiah there is a woman who was called Rahab who was a prostitute she is even seen in the lineage of Jesus all that I'm trying to make you understand is this there is hope for your family it doesn't matter how bad it is what is going on in your family God can still transform your family if God could change these families and still make something good I come out of them by the anointing in this house any form of bondage your life is in today in the name of Jesus we declare it is broken we declare it is broken see it is up to you to pray for your family if you want to see what is going on continue in your family it's up to you but if you are like me who desires to say this cycle must break this thing must be terminated today you walk out of this place with your family's liberation Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And we are here to pray. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any evil cycle. Any evil cycle. That perpetuates in my life. That perpetuates in my life. That perpetuates in my family. By the power of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Holy Ghost. I declare. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. Let it be broken. In the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice. Father, we declare today every cycle, 
righteousness of Christ Jesus. Yes. yes, you have been taught on that. Now, the Bible says, regardless of you being righteous, if the foundations, let me tell you, let me bring it back to science and I bring you back into, into the spiritual sense. You are a combination of DNAs from your father and your mother, isn't it? Yeah. Let me tell you, you are a combination of your father's DNA and your mother's DNA. So there are certain traits in you that you automatically exhibit because of the fact that you are from your father. There are certain traits in you you automatically exhibit because of the fact that you are from your mother. Are you getting my point? Yes. Now, if science is true, then there is something more powerful than science, which is more true. That is the things of the spirit. If, oh, that means that, let me even rest on science in a minute. If that means that if automatically your father was intelligent, you can be intelligent. Or your mother was not intelligent. Maybe if you pick your mother's DNA strand, possibly you may. You understand? I was saying in the course of the week that when I was young, that was one thing I used to tell myself. I used to be the class prefect from class four all the way until high school. Every class I go, and I see those days, they used to flock those who had done in school. The teachers will flock you, beat you up. And I, I saw how people who were not doing well were being beaten. I told myself, me, I don't want my children to be beaten like this. I will make sure the first thing I consider if I want to marry is what is in the person's head. I'm sure. Because I didn't know that by now they will stop flogging. But that time, like, hey, the way those people were being beaten, they said, I don't want my children. I was young, but my mind was still thinking, I don't want my children to be beaten like this. I knew somehow 
if I marry someone who is dumb, it will automatically affect the children. That is science. There are certain spiritual foundations that are in your family foundation. Someone is in family foundation. Family foundations. That if you are born in a certain family, you realize that certain things are automatic. There are things like polygamy that if your father was polygamous, chances, your grandfather was polygamous, your father was polygamous, chances are that you may end up being. If your grandmother didn't get married, your father, your mother didn't get married, chances are that if you don't pray hard, it may repeat itself in your life. We are going to lift up prayer. In Abraham's family, I told you, all the women were barren until God came to Number two, all the firstborns in the family were not inheriting. Abraham did not inherit. I mean, Abraham's firstborn was who? Esau. Esau did not inherit. In fact, Abraham was the firstborn in his father's house. Abraham left his father's house before the father died. So someone else took over the family's possession. Abraham's gave birth to Esau. Sorry, Ishmael. I beg your pardon. Abraham's firstborn was Ishmael. Ishmael, a man that was born out of Abraham's frustration. Ishmael does not inherit. Isaac inherits. Isaac's firstborn was Esau. Esau does not inherit. Jacob inherits. Jacob's firstborn. Reuben. Reuben does not inherit. It is Joseph that inherits. Joseph's firstborn was Manasseh. Manasseh does not inherit. Ephraim inherits. What? In that family, every firstborn had to suffer. And let me tell you, there are certain things that just happens just the fact that it is a foundational thing in your family. Today you are praying. Any family foundation that is influencing your life negatively, influencing your children. Yes. Some of you, sorry to say, I beg your pardon, don't, don't take offense. Your child has been doing some things in the house and you know you, you used to do that. Are you getting my point? There are some things that are happening in your, in your children's. You know when you were young, you used to do the same. Just that you are trying to discipline the child so that they don't get, they don't get out of control. But you are praying in the name of Jesus. Yes. In this cycle, let me tell you, even if you are doing something, tell yourself, you are stopping it, you are canceling it, you are breaking it from your life, that your son shall not become like that. Amen. Your daughter shall not become like that. Amen. You are declaring in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every cycle, Every cycle that is not of God, perpetuating in my family, as I begin to pray, I terminate the cycle. I terminate the cycle. I terminate the cycle. Come on, lift up your voice. Kato Shaba. Rapa Lagado Shabra. Rapa Palagadone Antalia Atosha. Rapa la 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 la
Just get oil. Just get oil. Just get your oil. If you don't have oil, just get a bowl of oil. Move the immovable, break the unbreakable. God will believe. God will believe for it from the on the screen one go now it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him take your father's Now the Bible says, 
God instructed Gideon to take the second bullock of his father and tear down the altars of Baal that was resisting his family. The entire Israel was under bondage, under struggle, because the man that was anointed, called, assigned to become a judge, a deliverer, there were evil altars in his house. So he could not come out to become who God wanted him to be. The real potential, the greatness in him could not come out. Why? Because of the altars that were in his father's house. So God instructed him and said to Gideon, before you can go to war and become a judge over the entire of Israel, first take the bullock in your father's house and break down the evil altars. And after Gideon broke down the evil altars, the next thing God said to Gideon is that now go and erect new altars. Now, next verse. Uh huh. No, no, no. Previous verse. Yes, and build an altar. Let's go. So, Gideon was to break down the evil altars, causing evil cycles in his family. Number two, and erect new altars. You don't just break down evil cycles in your life and in your, after you are broken down the evil cycles, declare that good cycles begin. Amen. Let cycles of good health begin in your family. Amen. Let cycles of long life begin in your family. Amen. That if people were dying premature, it shall be terminated. Amen. That now people shall live long. If people were suffering strange diseases, from now those cycles of diseases will be terminated and Amen. good health will begin in your family. Amen. Are you ready? Now lift your oil and the oils are ready. If you don't have oils, they will be passing oils around. If you have your own oil, you anoint yourself with your own oil. They'll be passing oils around and then you anoint, you just put your hand in and anoint yourself. Don't try to dip your hand. You know some people, they are greedy. You know the way children, when you, you give your, your drink to a child to just taste, they just, you know the way they do it, eh? Yes. Just, just dip your hand. It's just a token. Somebody says it's a token. Don't try to say, now this is the last anointing I'm getting from this house. I'm scooping everything. No. Lift your oil up. Lift the oil up and lift your hands. If you don't have an oil, lift your hand up. In the name of Jesus. Yes. The Bible says by the reason of the anointing. Yes. The yoke shall be broken. Yes. We decree and declare. Yes. Let every yoke be broken. Break. Yet every yoke be terminated. terminated. Let every yoke be destroyed. destroyed. In the name of Jesus. As you touch yourself with that oil. Yes. The oil that you are holding is no longer the oil you got from a shop. Yes. We infuse it with power. Yes. It becomes the holy anointing oil. Yes. That is able to break yokes. Yes. That is able to destroy chains. Yes. In the name yes. of Jesus. Any evil cycle. Yes. The cycle of poverty. Yes. The cycle of strange diseases. Yes. The cycle of bad marriage. Yes. The cycle of rejection. Yes. The cycle of disappointment. Yes. The cycle of failure. Yes. Any evil cycle. Yes. that perpetuates in your family yes. today we declare yes. it is terminated yes. it is terminated yes. it is terminated yes. it is terminated yes. by the reason of the oil I decree and declare yes. as you touch yourself with the oil yes. we declare a new cycle a new cycle a new cycle now hold on I want you to open your eyes and touch yourself with the oil or please take the oil run give it to anybody who doesn't have if you brought your own oil just use it. If you don't have, 
Just, yeah. Just touch yourself. Touch yourself. Touch yourself. Touch yourself. Say, as I touch myself with the oil, touch myself with the oil. I declare a new cycle. I declare a new cycle. I declare a new cycle. In the name of Jesus. Now begin to declare over your life. Declare a new cycle. In the new cycle, you want to perpetuate in your family. Come on, begin to declare it. Begin to declare it. Long life, good health. Declare. You shall excel in everything you do. The spirit of failure, disappointment is broken in the name of Jesus. God is doing and starting a new thing in your life. Come on, lift up your voice. Come on, lift up your voice. Kato shate legra asua ata palele kadua antaba rapa pa lagadosha pesenenene kabranta rapa la branda daba koshata pesenenene kadua ata palia padua atata. Father, we lift up our voice. We declare a new beginning. We declare a new beginning. In the name of Jesus, we prophesy something new. We decree and declare by the power of the Holy Ghost. Something new is beginning in my family. Something new is beginning in my family. In the name of Jesus. Give me Isaiah chapter 43 verses 19. Mali Gabroho Shazaza. I declare today as you walk out of here every evil cycle is permanently broken every satanic cycle is permanently broken every cycle that is not working in your life as you live here it is broken every cycle in your father's house every cycle in your mother's house that is not of the Lord rejection, poverty, strange diseases bad marriage marital, evil marital repetitions today we declare they are broken they are broken. 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 In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Behold, I do a new thing. Somebody say, God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Now I want you to walk out of here with that. That is your prophecy. That something new is going to begin in your life. Receive it. Now, it's all about how you receive it, how you connect with it. See, I, um, I was giving a testimony on, like, yeah, on Friday that I've been teaching on building effective relationships and I've not prayed for anybody. But 22 marriages and relationships have been restored. Amen. Just by the teaching. Just by how you connect with it. Somebody say connect. connect. It's all about how you connect with the word. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. A new thing is beginning. A new, a new thing, thing is, is beginning in my family. In my family. In my life. In my life. Something new. Something new. Something new. Something new. I break the old cycle. I break the old cycle. I step into newness. I step into newness. I step into newness. I step into newness. New businesses. New opportunities. New jobs. New positions. I step into newness. I step into Newness. Come on, lift up your voice. Kato. Lebra adosha la 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 gosha ta. Step into newness. 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 Ikeya bala. 
Hey, we step into newness. 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 Halikaba. Halelekaba. Rabbalua kabrata. Every family here that is under bondage, I declare that family is broken. That bondage is broken. That cycle is broken. Every evil cycle of poverty is broken. The cycle of premature death is broken. The cycle of stagnation is broken. The cycle of disappointment is broken. The cycle of rejection is broken. The cycle of anti-marriage spirit is broken. The cycle of delay is broken. The cycle of barrenness is broken. The cycle of premature death is broken. The cycle of financial distress is broken. The cycle of death is broken. The cycle of shame, disgrace is broken. It's 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 broken. In a day. Of Jesus. Every satanic cycle. Yes. That is not of the Lord. Yes. Today we declare a new beginning. 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 The cycle of joblessness is broken. The cycle of divorce is broken. The cycle of polygamy is broken. The cycle of polyandry is broken. Every satanic cycle perpetuating in your life, in your family, today we declare break, 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 The cycle of confusion. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. Every cycle of confusion, disappointment in my family. Today, today, break, break, Because the songs are prayerful songs. 
Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. Come on, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There's another into new dimensions. I receive You are walking into new favors. I receive Into yes. new opportunities. I receive In the name of Jesus. Yes. Somebody say new favors. New favors. New dimensions. New dimensions. New opportunities. New opportunities. Are coming. Are coming. For me. For me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I step. I step. Into a new dimension. Into a new dimension. I step. Into new opportunities. I step into new blessings. If you are here, come on, put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise. Know that your life is not the same. Maybe there used to be confusion, failure, disappointment, poverty in your family. Know that from today, as you have anointed yourself, that yoke is broken. That yoke is broken. Walk out of here in faith. Somebody say in faith. in faith. Knowing that there is a new thing that Jehovah is about to do in your life. Put your hands together for the Lord. You can be seated in the heavenly places. God bless you. Come and appreciate the choir. Come and appreciate the choir. 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 Are you blessed to be in the house of the Lord? Tell your neighbor and say neighbor. No, look at your neighbor. Oh, today you didn't hug anybody. You have not hugged your neighbor yet. Oh, it's, it's okay. Don't worry. You, you hug in the afternoon. See, some people, they, they, they are believing God for, for, for supernatural encounters. Hallelujah. Somebody say supernatural encounters. Supernatural encounters. No, hug your neighbor. No, just, just, just shake their hands. 
laugh with somebody. Just laugh with someone. So now, I want you to know there is a shift. Somebody say there is a shift. Now shout it like your voices. You say there is a shift. There is a shift. Shout it. Say there is a shift. There is a shift. If you believe that, put your hands together for the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Now God bless you for coming. I know as those of you that will be in for the second service, there shall be another dimension. Somebody say dimension. dimension. Yes. Yeah, so that one we'll get into details of families and I know you shall be blessed. Now, I've been doing a teaching that has been helping many lives. How many of you have been blessed by the teaching of building effective relationships? Wonderful. Now, let's go into the word. Say, I receive the word. I receive the word. I believe the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. The word works on me. Shout it. Say, I receive the word. I receive the word. I believe the word. I believe the word. I work on the word. I work on the word. The word works on me. The word works on Now, I'm just going to do a quick, quick, quick run over the slides, and then we get to... Um, how to build effective relationships. I said, in this contemporary world, I mean, seven steps in building effective relationships. And I want you to focus, connect, and then let's go. In this contemporary world, I said, that this world is built with networking. Somebody say networking. Networking. Go through the slides as I go. Be fast so that I don't have to make noise at you. Amen. We are all born again today. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't want to make noise. Hallelujah. Let's read what is on the screen. One go. Networking and relationships are your progress, success mm -hmm. in life. Again, read it like your voice is yours. In, in this, this contemporary, contemporary world, world networking and, and relationships are very vital for your progress and success in life. I said to you, in this contemporary world, you need to understand networking and building effective relationships are vital for your progress. If you seek to progress, you need to learn how to build effective relationships. Somebody say effective relationships. Effective relationships. Yes. God realized that it was not good for Adam to replicate himself, so he gave Adam a helper, somebody to help him. So networking, relationships, interdependency started in the garden. Number two, let's go to Quickly, I've said all this, so I'm just, um, 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 the most single ingredient in the formula for success is knowing how to get along with people. That was said by the 26th president of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt said, it, the most in single ingredient in the formula for succeeding is knowing how to get along with people. If you want to succeed, you must understand if you don't learn how to get along with people, even sometimes your enemies. Are you getting me? You must learn. It's a wisdom. It's a grace. It's a skill. If you really want to succeed, it cuts across everything. If you really want to succeed, you must learn how to get along with people. Yes? The way you relate with someone will determine the rate of your progress tomorrow. The way you relate with somebody today, today somebody may be um, your driver. Tomorrow the person could be your boss. Yeah? Where's Mark? Is Mark here? Okay. I wanted to ask him how he did it. When, when he was a T-boy and within a split second, he became the manager of the same company he was a T-boy. I wanted to ask him, how did you manage the people who used to treat you badly? He was a T-boy in a company, 
and the manager left and he applied for the job as a t-boy he had just finished school with a degree and he became the manager of the company and three months before i had given him a prophecy that he was going to rise from a t-boy into becoming a manager and the t-boy became a manager are you getting me so sometimes somebody you are looking down upon in the future may be your boss so you need to learn how to manage relationships today so that tomorrow it shall be for your betterment amen let's go to the next point Quickly, I've said all these things, so I don't want to go. The rate of your progress in life is determined by how well you connect with people. Yes, go to the number five. Most of the time, shall we read what is there? One go. Yes, most of the time, the people you know may not be the one that holds your blessing, but they may be connected to somebody that holds your blessing. Are we together? Maybe, I was explaining, maybe I know Mushiru. Mushiru does not, cannot help me in the Kenyan stock exchange in case I need somebody in that office, isn't it? But Mushiru knows Juan that can connect me to somebody that's where you work, isn't it? That can connect me to the CEO of Kenya Stockage. Are you getting my point? But maybe Mushiri said, Mushiru may not be the one directly helping me get to the CEO. But Mushiru knows Juan, that is the wife, who through Juan now I can connect to the boss. So most of the time, this is what we do. Because you look at Mushiri and Mushiri cannot give you what you offer, you look down upon him. But meanwhile, he carries the key to your next level by connecting you to the next person that God is supposed to help use to help you get to your next level. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor, I may be the one connecting you to your, to your next level. Treat me well. No, no, tell your neighbor, treat me well. Yes, I may be the one connecting you to your next level. Treat me well. You might never know. Are you here? Yes, you might never know. Next point. Possibly someone, as a possibly, let's read what is there. Hey, somebody say, hey. Possibly your blessing is in the hands and the mouth of someone you are not talking to. Somebody say mercy. Your blessing is in the person you are not talking But maybe he holds the key to your blessing. He holds the key to your next level. But now you look at them and you pass. And you are stagnated and you don't know. See, delay is the absence of the right person in your life. Did you hear what I said? Delay is the absence of the right person in your life. When the right person that is supposed to help your life move forward is not there, you are delayed. If somebody, you need some payments effected for you, and then the person that is supposed to effect the payment is not there, guess what? Your life will be delayed. That payment will be delayed. Because someone has not effected the payment. Other people are giving, getting their payment because they know the one that is initiating the payment. Yours have been there. Because you, you know nobody, and you don't talk to anybody. And you don't know anybody in any office. And you believe that God is your judge. And he will judge them harshly. And so you are not talking to human beings here on earth. That is how you get your life destroyed. Tell your neighbor and say, talk to me. I may be the one 
helping you get to your next level. Yes, your blessing may be in the hands and the mouth of somebody you are not talking to. Next, person, next point. Shall we read one go? Mm -hmm. Yes, at times you don't need money. See, see the, I said this thing here last week. The saddest thing in modern day Christianity, modern day life, is that you meet somebody, nice person, beautiful person. The next thing, following week, you know, sir, you know, uh, my father is in the hospital. My grandmother is also not feeling well. In fact, I don't have money for rent. Hear me, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes when you meet someone, pretend like you don't like money. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes at least pretend that you, you don't like money. But some people, as you meet them now, they are telling you how their bills have not been paid for six months, surely. So before you met that person, didn't, were your bills not being paid? Are you getting my point? Yeah. You see, all that most people want from other people is money. Somebody say money. But ask the right questions. Ask, how can you get me a job? How can you connect me to some business? How can you help my life advance? And just stop focusing on the wrong things. Tell your neighbor, stop focusing on the wrong things. Yeah, all you need is somebody that can connect you to the top sometimes. You need somebody that can push you to a certain great office, a certain um, opportunity. And not just money is the least thing somebody can give you because it will finish. Even if they give you a million dollars, it will still run out. But they can teach you how to make the million dollars. Are you getting my point? Tell your neighbor, help me get ideas. Yes. The way you relate with someone today will determine whether you'll be promoted tomorrow or they will crucify you tomorrow. The way you relate with someone today will determine whether you'll be crucified tomorrow or they will help you tomorrow. Be very, very careful who you step on on your way to the top because one day you might meet them. Who are you crucifying? Who are you stepping on? Because one day you might... You see, we are not islands. We are not living in, on a desert that is, has nobody. You are a man and a woman that is connected to someone. So you need to learn how to relate with people. Number nine. The quality of your life is determined. Shall we read everybody? Read this quote of mine. Read it one go. Again. The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the people that are associated with you. How many people do you know? How many people are connected to your life? I said this in passing jokingly, but it's very, very important. Right now, if you are at the hospital and you are at the point of death and you need 200,000 to save your life, how many of your friends can you call and they will give you 200,000 without making you write a whole contract? Are we together? Now, if you need 200,000 now, urgently, how many people in your life can you call and they can wire it to you without asking questions? They will not even bother. If you need one million now, how many people can you call and they will be willingly able to give you and say, my brother, use it. When you are ready, bring it back. I, you need quality friends, quality people. Somebody say quality people. 
you need to build a good network. I'm not saying only people that can give you money, people that can give you ideas, people that will be ready to, you need help, you need something in your house done. How many people can you call and they'll be willing to step in and do it for you without any issue? How many quality associations and connections do you have? The quality of your life is determined by the quality of the people that are associated with you. Next point. Shall we read as if we all know English? One go. Yes, I say value relationship more than the offense. Somebody say value relationships more than the offense. See, the people that are close to you are the ones that are going to offend you. There is no way, I, I use that as an example, Pastor Bishop, come. Um, um, if, if, if Bishop is here with me, the tendency, if I'm walking this way, for me to step on his toes is high because he's close to me. I cannot go and step on Miner's toes. Why? Because Miner is far from me. Are you getting my point? But as I'm walking here, it is easy for me to accidentally possibly step on Bishop's toes. I may not even know I did it. But guess what? He can take offense and start to begin to criticize me. Ah, this is the man of God step on my toes. He didn't even say sorry. Possibly I was not even aware of what I did. But guess what? Because he holds, he holds on to the offense. Let's assume this is the offense. Now he holds on to offense in his heart. When I see him and I greet him, he's giving me an attitude. Are you getting my point? He's giving me an attitude for something me, myself, I don't even recall I did. So he's giving me an attitude. He's reacting funny. He's not talking to me. And he's acting up. Me, meanwhile, he, because he's not talking to me, meanwhile, I had something I was supposed to give him. But because he's giving me a cold treatment, it makes me difficult to warm up to him, to even give him what is meant to be given to him. Why? Because he's holding on to what? The offense. Somebody say the offense. Say the offense. But if he lets go the offense and he's able to connect with me, what happens is that whatever it is I'm supposed to do for him, I easily flow and I'm easily able to do. Why? Because he does not hold any offense in his heart. The Bible says as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Romans chapter 8. How many of you remember that? Yeah? Can you give me that scripture? See, scripture says, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. In other words, and scripture makes it clear that it is even difficult to live peaceably with all men. Shall we read the scripture? Romans 12, 18. 18. Read one, go. Read it like your voice is yours. Says, if it is, as much as it depends on live peaceably with all. The Bible says if it is possible. Do you know if you did English in school and your English teacher did not die early. This is a conditional clause. If. The if clause is a conditional clause, right? Are there teachers here? Even the teachers have forgotten. It's no problem. The Bible says if it is possible. That means it is hard. It's not easy to live at peace with everybody. If it is possible, but the condition is that it depends on, it depends on you. Your ability to live at peace with someone does not depend on the person. And this is what I always say. I mean, I, I, I made a very harsh statement last week, but God helped me so that I don't make it this week. 
See, if you are waiting for somebody to say hi, before you say hi, you are still a teenager. Oh, he didn't say hi to me. The question is, did you say hi to him? Are you getting my point? You go like, oh, he didn't say hi to me. And so you are not talking to the person. But the question is, communication is not a, a dialogue. It's not a one-way street. It's a, I mean, it's, 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 sorry, communication is not a monologue. It's not a one-way street. It's a dialogue. If you are waiting for the person to say hi, before you also test back or say hi, my friend, you are still a teenager. Those are things children do. Oh, he didn't say hi. Those are people in high school. So me, I would not say hi. My friend, grow up. Are we together? Yes. yes. Because if he did not say hi, did you say hi? So it's the problem is possibly not him. The problem is possibly you. Somebody say mercy. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. My friend, let me tell you one thing. I've seen big people in life. People who were so big but became as nothing as, as nobodies. I've seen people who were wealthy, influential, but life brought them down. And I've seen people who were nobodies, who have risen into prominence. You don't have the slightest idea who that person you are seated with will become in the next five years. You don't have an idea. So you look at them, you are giving them a cold shoulder. One day you meet them in an office. Somebody say, God help us. Now let's go to the next one. Now, now, this is where we are starting from. Are you getting blessed? Yes. Are you getting blessed? Yes. Now, seven steps to building effective relationships. I think I started with the first step um, um, last week. Shall we give me Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1. Everything I have said, I think I said it last week. But from next week, cut, start the slice from here. All right? Start the slice from this particular point from next week. So that we don't have to go back. Shall we read one go? Can you give me from the message translation? A soft answer. Shall we read it again? One go. Shall we read one go? A gentle response diffuses what? Anger. The way you communicate. See, if you want to build effective relationships, the first thing I said to you is effective communication. You must learn how to communicate. Somebody say communicate. Shari say communicate. Shari say communicate. You must build effective communication skills. Develop excellent communication skills. If you want to build, there is no relationship whatsoever. I mean, then this relationship is not just husband, wife, or boy, girl relationship. It cuts across everywhere. You and your boss, I mean, every form of relationship. You and your children, there can be no relationship if there is no effective word, communication. Communication must be effective if the relationship is to be built, is to be developed. You must learn how to build effective communication. And I said to you, see, the way you say something, detonation, how you say it alone can make somebody angry. Or oh, help them. See, if I say to you, Dickens, um, um, if I say Dickens, hi Dickens, you, you are a fool. Now, the way I said it, you see, he's laughing. 
because of the tonation, the way I said it, I said it jokingly. But if I say, you, you are a fool. Now, they are the same words, but different tonations. You are a fool. And I laugh. And you are a fool. It comes out differently. It casts the person's heart differently. Are you getting my point? So if somebody, I mean, ask me any question. Ask me any question. Any question. Are you a preacher? What do you mean, am I a preacher? <laughs> See, he's asking me, am I a preacher? I can say, why? Do I look like a farmer? <laughs> you understand? That is the response I'm giving him. But the response, oh, you go like, oh, oh, prof, what is wrong? Are you getting the point? It's a response. But I can just say, oh, yes, I'm a preacher. I could be a lecturer. I mean, um, I could be an engineer. I'm a trained engineer. I could be anything. Are you getting me? Karanja is a lawyer. She's the head of legal for Cobb Bank. But he preaches here, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he, he's he, the fact that he's not a professional preacher or a called, um, 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 an ordained preacher, but he still preaches here, isn't it? Yeah, so if he asks me, am I a preacher? Why do I look like a gardener? See, you can give any response, but the way you respond to someone can either stir up anger or diffuse anger. Tell your neighbor and say, neighbor, learn how to respond. Learn how to communicate. So communication is very key. And you see, communication is not just in words. In fact, 93% of the communications we make are nonverbal. In fact, nonverbal communications are more than verbal communications. Are you hearing me? Yes. See, the way somebody will look at you, the way somebody will stare at you, their demeanor, their posture, you know, I mean, their gestures alone is communicating. See, 93% of communication is nonverbal. 55% of it, that, that is through facial expressions, gestures, and, and, and postures. And 38% is through the tonation of your voice. It's actually 7% of communication that is in words. So, if you are here, are you following? The real words just form a, a little bit of the picture. That's 7%. What you hear the way you communicate your tonation, how clear you are, and all those things form part of communication. Your eye contact. You see, when somebody, yeah, there are some things, there are some gestures that have got even vulgar meanings. You, the person does not have to talk, but they just make it, you know, it doesn't mean well. Isn't it? Yes. When, when I'm standing here and they are doing something, uh, the ushers, and they are singing, I just do this. Me doing this, they know they have to stop. Are you getting my point? I didn't say anything, but they have connected with me in such a way that me, I lift up my hands, I, do, I turn like this. By the time it comes down, whichever angle your spirit has lifted, you must drop the song. Are you getting my point? I don't use words. I use signs, but they still be able to, I'm still what? Communicating. Somebody say Communicating. Sometimes some nonverbal communications actually hurt better than verbal communication. Like when your, your, your wife is angry with you and you ask her, baby, what's the problem? He says, nothing. That word, nothing, hey, is everything. And you ask her, so what is the problem? He says, nothing. Please 
arm yourself for 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 professional law court because they are gathering defense, they are gathering evidence, they are ga <laughs> they are gathering everything. Your partner tells you nothing, especially the women, and they are quiet. You ask them nothing, and they are giving you treatment. <laughs> you are finished. They are not saying anything, but they are saying everything. In their silence is everything. Amen? So communication is key. You must learn how to communicate. Somebody say communicate. communicate. Shout it, say communicate. communicate. Communicate well. Express your feelings when you have to. Amen? And, and one of the things, especially if you're a choleric, cholerics don't really care about people's feelings. Are you guys Okay, we are going to talk about all that. I'm, I'm, I have to take you through school. Somebody say school. So that you understand things properly. Amen? See, cholerics don't really care about people's feelings. Some of us cholerics, I mean, okay, so you are sad and so... Are you getting the point? Yeah, so there are some people naturally, they have got very little attention for people's feelings. So, you need to also possibly know, as we are going to the next point, how to know the person you are dealing with. If you want to build effective relationship with someone, know them. Make them your project. You see, most people, the reason why, guess what? The reason why most relationships don't work between you and your boss, you and your children, because you have not taken time to know the person you are dealing with. My friend, the person was groomed by their mother and father for over 20 years, 30 years before you met them. You met them for one year, two years, you think you can change them. It's not going to happen. It ain't happening. You need to take time to know this one. I nearly said a bad word. <laughs> know this mumu, the way he behaves, the way he talks, what makes him angry, what makes him happy. You must take time to know the person. Tell your neighbor, know your partner. Yes, you need to understand. See, the second thing you need to do is learn in understanding that you are different. He is different. He, she is different. Your boss will never behave like you. You will never behave like your boss. He will not be the Christian you want him to be. You need to understand we are all. Even the 12 disciples, they were all different. Peter was a sanguine. Peter was talking anyhow. Imagine one day, Jesus finishes praying with his disciples. And you know the question Peter asked. Sir, we have left everything and we are following you. What shall we get? Can you imagine that? <laughs> Peter asked Jesus that question. He said, sir, after prayer meeting, sir, we have left everything and we are following you. What are we going to get? Sanguins, they talk anyhow. At the Mount of Transfiguration, there is an anointing. Everybody is quiet. The guy keeps talking. Now, shall we read what is there? Then read, read, read. Then, so let's read one go. What are we getting out of this following? So if some of you are coming here, you are looking for things. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried because even Peter looked for something. <laughs> Put it in New King James. He says, we have left everything and we are following. What are we going to get out of it? That is Peter for you. So Peter was a sanguine. He had at the Mount of Transfiguration, he told Jesus, we are not going down again. Leave those other disciples there. We are staying here. Make one tent for you, one for Peter, one for us. We are staying at this 
on this mountain. We are not going down. That is, there are people who talk. Somebody say they talk. So for you to be an effective relationship, you must learn, study your partner. Make the person your project. Are you getting me? What I mean by make the person, because if you don't study the person, let me give you an example. Somebody will study your partner for you. <laughs> let me give you, let me give you. What is this? What is this? Yeah, it's not a phone. <laughs> now, hold it. Now, if I give this iPhone to who? To <laughs> if I'm to give this iPhone to your shosho in the village, if we go to Meru, Elder, and we give this iPhone to your shosho, is your mother home? Your mother is in the village. Yes. Imagine we go to village and give this iPhone to elder's mother. She will appreciate it, but the only thing she will use this iPhone for is to test possibly only phone calls. She doesn't know anything. Empesa, yes. <laughs> Even Empesa, sometimes somebody has to send for them. Are you getting my point? That's all. But if I give this same iPhone to say Stephanie, she's a young girl in campus now, she will use this iPhone for her nose for navigation, for to watch movies. They are the same phone, the same gadget, but they see the value differently. Are you getting me? The same gadget, but that lady sees it too valuable. But the other Shosho sees it like, oh, it's another phone. That is how we are. The same man you think this one is an idiot. Another person sees him as an angel. Why? Because they have taken time to know the value they carry. If you don't take time to know the value of your person, the person is seen as an angel, but you see him as nobody. Why? Because you have not taken time to know the value of the person. You need to understand how people are, how, how they talk, how they behave, what, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. You need to gather all those information if you really want to develop a long-lasting relationship with someone. Are we together? Tell your neighbor and say, know your partner. Yes. You see, no, no, take me back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting there yet. Now, hey, that means there's a slide that is missing. There's a table that is supposed to show. Is there no table there? There's no table. Okay, after this. Now, you see, there are how many of you know temperaments? If you know, raise your hand. If you don't know, don't raise your hand. Liars will not go to heaven. Do you know? What do you know? Have you heard of temperaments? Raise your hand. Okay. If you have not heard of temperaments, raise your hand. You don't know what temperaments are. If you don't know what temperaments are, it's not, it's not, I mean, you don't know, you don't know. You don't know what temperaments are. Now, there are four, everybody here, we fall within these four different categories. Somebody say four. Somebody shout four. There are people who are naturally what we call cholerics, like me. Me, I'm naturally choleric. Cholerics, these are their strengths. They are determined, dominant. These are their strengths and these are their weaknesses. Now, every one of you, you must know who you are. And if you don't know, and we are going to share a link to your WhatsApp groups, your departmental WhatsApp groups. There is a quick test of about one minute. You do the test, you're able to tell, it's able to tell you which temperaments that you are. I'm going to send it to everyone so that you know who you are, so that you know who the person you are dealing with is. 
if the person is a sanguine and you are a choleric, you should know this is the person's weaknesses, these are the person's strengths, and how you can connect with them well. Are you getting my point? Because let me tell you, if somebody is like this, my friend, it is not your two-hour nice talk that is going to change them. It's not going to do nothing. You need to know how they are and how you connect with them. So, cholerics are determined, dominant people. They are leaders. They are self-driven. You don't need to motivate me to do anything. I will just do it. Are you getting me? They are ambitious. They want to get to the top. You know, they are planners. I plan my life. If you tell me what I'm doing in December 22nd, I can tell you. What will I be doing? But we are in what? June. But I have already, from, from now to the end of the year, I have my plans. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing. Everything is. So if something will change, it's something very little. Cholerics are planning. They are confident. They are motivating. Now, they are weaknesses. They also have weaknesses. They are intolerant. They have no patience. Hello. So you know those people, yeah? They are inflexible. They are not flexible. You can't bend them. They are impatient. Yes, they are demanding. They are aggressive. So, those are choleric. Now, example of a choleric in the Bible is Apostle Paul. Somebody say Paul. Paul was a choleric. Paul was a self-driven, ambitious, motivating leader, but he was impatient. Apostle Paul said to um, 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 um. He was the one that said, Alexander the Coppersmith did me much evil. Alexander, may God repay you according to your works. Every evil you did to me shall come upon you. Those are cholerics for you. Now let's go to the next point. For the sake of time. Somebody say sanguine. sanguine. Now sanguines are the lively people. They are, they are jovial. They are nice. They are talkatives. They, they make friends easily. They are the people who talk to you nicely. I mean, they make friends with everybody. And if you are not careful and you are dealing with the sanguine, especially if the sanguine is a lady, you think they are, you might think they are promiscuous. They are not. They just make friends easily. They just jail with everybody. So if you are dating a sanguine and your, your, say your, 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 your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner is a sanguine, they try to mingle with everybody, hug everybody, do things with everybody, and you go like, ah, no, this one. Are you getting my point? So now you are catching feelings. You are not supposed to catch feelings because that is how they are. They just blend with everyone. You see, they are social people. Someone said they are social. They connect with people. They are outgoing. They want to go out. They want to hang out. They want to do all those things. They are fun-loving people. They are optimistic. They are cheerful. They are warm. But now these are their weaknesses. They are impulsive. They are forgetful. The sanguines will tell you, if the thing is 10,000, the sanguine will tell you it's 1 million. I went to that conference. Hey! There were 10,000 people there. But it was possibly only 1,000. They are hysterical. Sanguines are talkative. Somebody say talkative. Like Peter. You see, a sanguine can talk and talk. It's like you press a button. It's, it's their nature. Somebody say their nature. Because they are talkative, they are social, they are going, they are fun, they are optimistic, they are cheerful. That is how they are. Peter was talking anywhere at the mountain. They are talking in prayer meetings. He's talking everywhere with Jesus. Peter was talking. Jesus is saying, Peter, I'm going. he was telling the disciples, I am going to go to the cross. Jesus, Peter says, no, you are not going. <laughs> Every meeting, one person spoke. Peter, why? He was a sanguine. 
Somebody say Peter. So if you have, if you have somebody that talks a lot, just, this one is Peter. Peter, the anointing of Peter. Not you. <laughs> Let's go. Now, melancholics. Melancholics are like Moses. Now, they are cautious and conscientious. Now, these guys are dangerous people. Somebody say dangerous people. They are dangerous people because they have, they are, they have got two extremes. They are thoughtful. They are organized. They are detailed. They are now, let me tell you, temperaments are mixed sometimes. You can be a bit of choleric and a bit of melancholy. Me, I am choleric and melancholy combined. It's a very good, I wouldn't say bad, but mix. Now, hear this, hear this, hear this. By, they are in percentages. You can be 80% choleric, 20% sanguine, 80% choleric, 20% melancholic, like that. So, when you do the test, you'll be able to know yourself. So, melancholics are thoughtful, organized, self-detailed, reliant. Now, their weaknesses, they are perfectionists. They want things done in a certain way. They are moody. Somebody say moody. Yes. They are pessimistic. They, most of overthinkers fall here. Somebody say overthinkers. Now, this is overthinker. Come. These are how overthinkers behave. I'm walking, I step on his toes. Okay, now, why did he even step on my toes? Okay, he thinks that my shoe is not nice. That's why he stepped on it. In fact, he wants to look that. Now, he's thinking that in his head, nobody has told him. He's thinking that in his head. He thinks that my shoe is not nice. That's why he's, he stepped on my toes. Oh, I mean, I mean, he wants to look down on me. He won't. That is overthinkers. Somebody say overthinkers. Overthinkers, 80% of overthinking is negative. Every overthinker, most of the things overthinkers think are negative. Because overthinkers who overprocess, diagnose, dissect, try to make a mountain out of nothing and guess what they have a meeting with themselves in their heart and they agree on the meeting and they make decisions and they initiate are they here yes they they do all those things and nobody's telling them anything and the next thing you ask them are you okay what why because they have finished with the meeting that you were not involved They are anxious, tenor vision. Now, let's go to phlegmatics. Phlegmatics is like, a, a, a typical example of phlegmatic is Abraham. Somebody say Abraham. Timothy was also a phlegmatic. Most of the, all the characters in the Bible, they have their temperaments. Phlegmatics are the quiet, calm guy. Abraham, Sarah says, go and take your house girl. Impregnated says, okay, madam. They are calm, diplomatic, composed, rational, reliable, content. But guess what? They are indecisive. They don't know what to do. You have to tell them. They lack ambition. They are passive. They are socially shy. They are compromising. You tell them, okay, we are going to Sari Center. Okay. Now you turn. We are going to Mombasa Road. Okay. Everything to... Uh, to a flick. Okay. And they hardly talk. Phlegmatics hardly talk. Everything is in their head. You are around them. They are so quiet. They are so calm. And maybe you are, you are an extreme sanguine. And you are dealing with an extreme phlegmatic. If you are not careful, you will be depressed. Because you will be talking all the time. 
and most of the time to yourself. Because they are saying nothing. Are you getting me? So you need to understand whether the person is a sanguine, a phlegmatic, a what, so that you can know, so that when they are behaving in a certain way, you don't take offense because that is how they are. Are we together? Are we together? Yes. Let's move on. There is a slide that is missing on communication. The slide, lack of communication. What lack of communication does? I think you, you overskipped some things because I also have it here. You see, you are not the only one that have it. Yes. Are you getting me? This slide was missing. So I, I know. Uh, me, I, we did it. Cindy. Mom Flo, we did it. Put your hands together for Mom Flo. She's the one that did the slide. I know. I gave her the knowledge. She, hers was just to do. I mean, she can't gather all this information. Hers is to put the slides together. Amen. Yes. But the knowledge comes from me, from my table. Now, hers is to make sure, do the slide. If it doesn't look good, she changes it. Now, let's go. Now, I, this is something I explained last week. But I want to go back to it. Can I get the different type of people here? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Kuja, 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 kuja. 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 Five marriages were restored from this slide last week. Put your hands together for Jesus. Yes. You and your... Get to the end. Yes. Okay. Can you see what is there? X, okay. Get to the end so that at least it can be read in the middle. Yeah. Stand here. Stand here. You can read, right? Can you? You can read? Okay. Now, somebody say Communication. Now, when there is lack of communication, now this is Joanne. Joanne is actually officially married to Musheri. Yeah, they are here to do the wedding in July, which I'll be officiating. Yes. Now, watch this. Joanne is married to Musheri. They have a relationship. And then now, there is something we call the cycle of communication. Somebody say the cycle of communication. Now, this is why the cycle of communication goes. When, the, when communication, there is communication breakdown, everybody follow here and listen so that you don't miss anything. When Juan is not communicating with Mushiri, this is the husband not communicating with the wife, what happens is that the first thing that happens is that now, Juan begins to come this way. Juan come this way, Mushiri go that way. Juan begins to assume. Somebody say assume. Once you are not communicating with your partner, there is what? Assumptions. Okay, so she, he's not talking to me or she's not talking to me. What is happening? Okay, now he's talking to Mary. You know? I mean, he's talking to Lucy or Nancy or whoever. Once there is no communication, the person starts to assume. He's not talking to me. Maybe you start to assume because assumption is the lowest form of knowledge. You, when you assume, you are not working with information. You are working with ideas, thoughts. So once she starts to assume, the next thing that happens is that it may be Mushiri is not talking to anybody. He has his own personal problems. Why he's not talking? But this one has assumed is because of Nancy. So he, he develops misconceptions. Somebody say misconceptions. Now, once he develops misconceptions, it is not true because he doesn't know why he's not communicating. So he develops misconceptions and then um, um, once he has misconceptions, the next thing that happens is that he develops a 
arguments in his mind and starts to have um, reactions. He's misconceived, he's deceived, he's thinking the main problem is Nancy, who it possibly does not even exist. All right? Yes. Because the person saw Nancy commented on, on, the, on the person's picture. Hi, darling, that was a beautiful, handsome man. Now, the person doesn't even know who the person is. But now, you saw the, you saw the comment somebody made, darling, on a certain post on Facebook. You, you are taking it so personal. So who is that one? Let me tell you. The real ones, they don't comment on nobody's picture. They look and pass. Are they stupid? To comment on what? Are you okay? <laughs> ask your neighbor if it is not true. Ask them. Whether they come, they don't comment. So you are fighting somebody who does not even exist. Are we together? So when there is assumption, the next thing that comes is what? Misconception. Somebody say misconceptions. And when you, are, you have misconceptions in your head, you become argumentative. Because you, are, you have armed yourself with information that is not there. You are fighting somebody with information in your mind that does not even exist. Are we together? Yeah, so you, you become argumentative. You become reactive. Because in your mind, this person is doing this because of that. And once that happens, you have misconceptions, misconceptions, and then you become what? Now, once that happens, what happens is that the bond between these two begins to weaken. Somebody say weaken. Why? Because once there are so many arguments in the house, so many arguments between a partner, the bond is weakened. Not because you started to assume. You developed misconceptions. And after developing misconceptions, you became argumentative. Every single thing the person does, you become reactive. Why? Because you have some things in your head which possibly is not there or doesn't exist. So what is happening? You are weakening a bond that was possibly stronger between you two. And guess what? Once the bond weakens, this person drifts further. And that person drifts further. And guess what? There is always a sister Mary that wants to tell Mushiri, you know... You know, he's not talking to you. Don't worry, I'll talk to you. <laughs> Mushiri, don't, when you were close, we're just passed by my house. I'll make tea for you. I'll cook tea, proper one, with milk and sugar, with mandazis. So Sister Mary will start talking to this one, and Sister Mary will start pulling him, pulling him. And it all started because you started to what? Assume. Are we together? Put your hands together for Jesus. <laughs> Say every sister Mary. Every, sister every brother John. Every no, brother John's are the ones that will deal with these ones. Brother John also start talking to Juan. You know me, I'm a good man. That man is an idiot. <laughs> I will treat you well. He doesn't know how to treat women. Come. <laughs> Before you realize, you'll be crying with your shoes. <laughs> Those men, they are dangerous. Somebody say dangerous men. Yeah. So you need to understand the cycle of relationships and how communication, lack of communication can break your home. Somebody say break your home. Now, go, to, go to back to the, where we left off. 
skip to, yeah, continue where we left. We left from, yeah. Now somebody say compatibility. Now, this is where we need to talk about. When we're talking about individual differences, I said for you to build effective relations, you need to learn how to have, um, um, understand the person you are dealing with. And this is one thing I want to close on. Um, are you learning something? Yeah. Are you being blessed? Yeah. Do I continue? We are still in good time anyway. Somebody say compatibility. Shout it like your voice is here. Say compatibility. Now, this is a book I'm writing. I've actually finished writing the book. I'll launch it possibly next January. Amen? Yeah. The title of the book is Building Effective Relationships. It will be my ninth book. Amen? It's a book I have already written. So, I'm just picking the information from the book I've already written. So, somebody say compatibility. No, what is compatibility? Compatibility is the ability to coexist together without problems or conflict. Now, One of the things that you need to understand with your partner or with somebody that you want to build effective relationship with is whether you are compatible. Somebody say compatible. Now, intimacy is into me, you. I taught this during COVID online because during COVID, I started receiving so many phone calls from London. Ah, COVID time was when I realized that Kenyans have problems, especially when it comes to marriage and relationships. I was in London. People were calling me. At that time, I didn't have a church here. Pastor, your church member, this is what my, your, my wife is doing. You know, we are, my wife is your church member. I told, I told him, sir, me, I don't have a church member. <laughs> Say, but he's always listening to you online. I said, he listens to me online, but that doesn't mean he's my church member. I had so many phone calls. Morning to evening, I've been treating marital problems. Over the phone, sometimes on Zoom. You see, because this is what was going to happen. Let me tell you one thing. During COVID, this was what was happening. Because people really didn't know their partners. So the guy comes home in the morning and leaves at night. And he comes home um, at, at night and leaves in the morning. So people didn't really start, not stayed so well with their partners. So they didn't really know them. So during COVID, you wake up in the morning, you are looking at this guy's face. The guy is going nowhere. There's lockdown. Morning, evening, morning, evening, there is pressure. The guy phones ring. He has to run away and go and pick the phone call in the corridor. And you begin to wonder, what is going on? Now, which phone call is it that you cannot pick here? Pick the call here. Says, ah, my boss. Boss is at home. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, do you Okay, go back. Let me take, go back to the last slide. There's a graph there. I'm, I'm going ahead of myself. I want to try to touch on that. There's a graph there. Go down. Yes. Now, this, this is something I did. It's called relationships life cycle. Somebody say relationship life cycle. Okay, maybe even if I teach this, I can, we can teach the rest tomorrow, um, um, next week. Are you following me? Yeah. Now, this is what actually happens. Can I get somebody? Is there people here who are dating? Fresh daters, fresh. Like. You are shy. Huh? It's fresh. Which one? It's fresh, so you don't want to show it. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't understand, sorry. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, I understand. Some of us, we are getting old, so we don't know these things. But anyway, let's get on. Now, this is what happens in every relationship, and this is why most relationships... Do you know why sometimes you get into a relationship, the guy looks so nice, 
so good at the initial stages. But now we start, well, after some time, what happens is that you begin to wonder, so is this same guy, is he the guy I knew? Because the relationship had not gone through cycles. Now, every relationship goes through cycles. Now, this is bond or connection. Okay, you know, by, by my background with an engineer, I'm a bit mathematical in thinking. So, I like to bring um, pictorial images and things. I hope you can all follow. Can we all follow? Yeah. We can all follow. Yeah. You can understand. This part is of the graph is connection or the bond between two people. And this part of the graph is time. Somebody say time. That be in years or in months. I did this in months, but it can also represent years. Alright? Now, the first few months of meeting anybody, everybody listen to this, even if you are not listening to me. Listen to this. Because I was supposed to teach this maybe in two weeks' time, but I'm just bringing it now because of what I want to explain on compatibility. Now, the first few months, you guys are talking. You don't even know what you are talking about. You stay on the phone one hour, two hours. You are talking to the person all the time. Are you understanding? The first few months, you talk and you are so happy. The guy finished talking to you. It's like you, you have gotten a million dollars. So the first few months, see, um, 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 getting to know, you are getting to know each other. There is love. There is communication. There is fun. These are the three things that are written here. Love, communication, and fun. At the time of the first few months, it gets to the fifth month. Within the first five months of knowing somebody, ladies and gentlemen, it's so fun. Have you been there? It's like the guy is the perfect guy. Perfect woman. Hey! He calls you and you are, there's butterfly in your stomach. Even if you are in a board meeting with your CEO, you walk out and pick the call. Hey! Somebody say mess. It doesn't matter. I mean, everything has to come to a hold. For that guy or that person. The bond increases with time. Somebody say with time. Shout it, say with time. Somebody say with time. Now, after six months, because here there is a lot of pretense. Somebody say pretense. Because the person doesn't know you are pretending to be good. You are pretending you don't like money. You don't have rent, but you are not asking. Because you want to make the guy like you are a virtuous woman. Are you getting my point? Here there is pretense, there is a lot of fun because you don't know the person. Now, after six months, let me tell you, the person will lose God. You now begin to see, identify, you see, weaknesses what? Now you begin to identify the weaknesses in the person. I be, oh, okay, okay. So he can shout like this at me. Okay. Now you are taking notes. Now you, you begin to realize that this person is now talking bad at you because. At the initial stages, my friend, people, you, you, both of you were actors in a movie. You were actors because you have just gotten to know the person. Even if you, you are angry, you will not show it. Are you getting my point? But after six months, my friend, the graph begins to decline. Why? Because now you have gotten to know the person. You people sleep um, and snore. You know the, how the person snores. You know certain things about the person. It is no news. Hello? So now, you begin to identify the weaknesses in the person. That this person can shout, this person can this, this person is insecure, this person talks bad at you. And because that, that time they have, lose, they have lost God, they are now showing the real them. Now, this is why people stop talking to you. Because when the graph gets here, and most people don't have the patience to work on you and wait, so they just disappear. You test them, they don't test back. 
They will not tell you why they don't test you back. But my friend, something has been what? Identified that they are not comfortable with. So they have to run away. Hello? Has somebody ghosted you before? Who here you have been ghosted before? They just ghost you. You have been ghosted? Several times. All of you. Okay. You call the person, the person doesn't pick. Because there is something that has been what? Identified. That they, they don't have the patience and the capacity to accommodate it. So they disappear. So now, once that thing starts happening, what starts to happen is that the bond, the graph on the bond begins to go down. So you don't talk as much. You, you don't communicate as much. You don't meet as much. Why? Because certain weaknesses have been identified that a person feels like you guys are not compatible. He thought you guys were the best kind of couple, but after some time, realize that ah, ah, there is something off here. Are you getting me? So the bone begins to weaken. Now, the things begins to go down and go down until it gets to the stage I call the critical decision-making stage. Now, at this decision, that is when the guy or the lady will either leave you or hold on to you and starts to build the bond again. Are you getting the point? place the person is thinking there is lack of communication you guys are not talking much like you used to there are no night calls one hour calls two hour calls now it's 30 seconds okay are you okay okay all right i'm busy i'm busy i'm busy you understand yeah you call the person in the morning who respond to you the following morning are you getting my point because it is here the critical decision stage he's thinking do i damn this mumu or we continue <laughs> Are you getting my point? So here, they are thinking. And every relationship goes through this cycle. Now, at this stage, now that is what we call the breaking point. Somebody said the breaking point. So the person chooses either to leave. And this is where all the sister Marys and the brother Johns appear. John will start talking to your woman. Mary will start talking to your man. Showing them how you, you are a bad person. And you don't know how to manage people. And how they will be treating the other person well. Now, at this stage, you hold on. Somebody say, hold on. Now, you hold on to build the relationship because with time, it can still rise. Say rise. But if, the, if these weaknesses are so steep, it brings it down to zero. It brings the bond to the zero line and nothing happens and the relationship dies. Are you getting my point? But if you hold on at this critical decision-making stage, with time, you still realize that things start working again. It's like you guys start getting back talking again. Have you been there? When you went to almost like you are lost, you lost the relationship, but it starts to come back again. Has anybody been there? It happens. So every relationship goes through this cycle. But here is the critical decision-making stage. Because here... Let me tell you, you know the weaknesses of the person. You know how they snore, how they do what, how they talk bad. All the things that you can tell of, you know. You know all the side do's and the side... Cindy? Mm -hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Or do I just say them? I should say them. I was, should I say them? You are in church. Yeah, pastor says we are in church, so I should manage what I say. All right, so here, listen to me. 
Here you have known everything. Now that decides whether you are going to stay or you are going to break. So in this process of getting to know each other and you are getting here, that is what we call compatibility. Somebody say compatibility. You are determining whether you people are compatible or you are not. And when you become, go to the next, next slide for me. When you get to know whether you people can live or not live, that there are different types of compatibility that you need to check. Obviously, you don't have to have a pen and paper and trying to be checking everything to seek that every, the person tick all the right boxes. No. But at least if you can find three or four, you are okay. Are we together? Yeah. No, there are types of compatibility. You must, you must understand. It's not just, oh, the person is a Christian. My friend, don't just marry somebody because he's a Christian. Because some of those Christian boys and girls, they are dangerous. Hello? Yes. Ah, the person is a prayer warrior. And then what? At night, will you be praying all the time? No. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It is better to marry a believer. It is better to date a believer. But don't just let that be the only guideline to your marriage. Are you getting my point? Yes. That should not be the only thing you are looking at. So, what are the types of compatibility? Now, the first one is spiritual compatibility. Say spiritual compatibility. Ask the person, do you connect spiritually? I think I will end here. Amen? And then we can continue. I think there's too much information. And then... Um, we will reiterate it next week. How many of you are coming for next week's session? You want to come for next week's session? Yes. See, it will save you. It will save your marriage. Yeah. Do you connect with the person spiritually? You are praying. The person doesn't want to pray. You understand? Says you are making noise in the house. You need to understand whether do you connect? Do you go to church? Is the person a church person? Or the person is those people who don't love God. They will drop you at church and go home. And the day you come back from church now, they begin to fight you. You need to understand, do you connect with the person spiritually? And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes, even when I'm coming to recreational um, compatibility, what do you people, what fun do you people have together? Sometimes your husband may like football. You don't like football. Pretend to like football. Because it will save your marriage. You may not like it, but just love it. He supports us now. You support Manchester. So that there's a bit of tension. Hey, so you can joke and laugh when Asna is beating like that. You understand? Yes. Huh? Some of us support the referee. <laughs> they don't support Manchester or Man. They support the referee. So check about spiritual compatibility. Are you compatible spiritually? Number two, emotional compatibility. Someone say emotional compatibility. Do you feel safe around the person? Can you, can you, do you feel vulnerable or safe? Emotionally, do they, do they connect with you? Do they connect with you? Someone say connect. Yes. How safe are you? Even there are some people when a lizard, you are in the house with them, a lizard appears in the room. Even the man begins to vanish. Hey, it's like, call, call the soldier, call the soldier. <laughs> call who is soldier? <laughs> the woman will now be climbing, attacking the lizard. <laughs> that one. <laughs> the day a real battle comes, know you are on your own. If they cannot kill a lizard, 
that appeared in the room. <laughs> Emotionally, do you feel vulnerable? Do you feel okay? Do you feel secure? Or you have a police policing you around everywhere you go. Some people go to the extent, to an extent that now they have, um, what do you call this guy? The job this guy do. Oh. What? Spy. Spies for their wives and husbands. I saw you. You were here. You are that. It doesn't help. Somebody say it doesn't help. If somebody is monitoring your husband for you or your wife for you, that person who is monitoring your wife for you is the candidate that the devil is going to use to destroy your marriage. The same person giving you information. Your husband was here. He was doing this. He was doing, I'm telling you that is the tool the devil is going to use to destroy your marriage. So, are you compatible intellectually? Somebody say intellectual compatibility. Me now, this one is very important. Intellectual. Ah, ah. You, some people can't even have conversations. You are talking about important things. Thinking about how to advance your life. And saying, so now, you know, they, they bring you from high to low. Apana uh -uh, is not going to work. Are you getting my point? You must ask yourself, are you compatible intellectually? What conversations do you have? What are some of the things you talk about? You are planning to do businesses together. You are planning to advance. How many of you saw the post I posted this week? About partners planning to do business and you and your... Yeah. Okay. I posted something. Yes, the baboon one, yes. See, some people are thinking of how they are going to make money, advance their businesses more. You, are, you and your partner are thinking, who is going to test who first? <laughs> you are still a teenager. You must connect intellectually. Somebody say intellectually. Can you have conversations about love, politics, business, wealth? I mean, you should have conversations. Somebody say conversations. Yeah, that connect you people intellectually. The person must challenge you intellectually. Amen? See, if you don't check this compatibility and you are just running with love in your heart, I'm telling you, take this note from me. If you forget everything, don't forget it. Love alone does not make marriages work. Love alone doesn't make marriages work. Love alone is just 10% or 20% of what stands in There are other things like compatibility that, are, that is more important than love. Because you see, if you are just guarded by love, and later on you realize that you guys are not compatible, this thing will break down the love you think you have. My friend, think outside the box. What else do I need to make sure 10 years again we are together, 5 years to come we are together, 2 years to come we are together. If you don't think that and you are clouded by love in your heart and in your mind, my friend, you may be making a great mistake. You need to ask. I mean, if you are not compatible, mold your person, shape them into becoming compatible with you. Teach them, guide them into becoming compatible with you. And recreational compatibility. What are some of the things you enjoy? Do you, do you enjoy watching movies together? Do you enjoy going out together? Do you enjoy skydiving movies? Some people cannot even watch movies with them. Hallelujah. <laughs> some years ago, somebody said something. Can I tell you my story? Yeah. I will not tell you. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Some years ago, I was dating somebody. And some many, many years ago, you see, 
It's not, it's not now. You people are bad people. Ah. Okay, I will not say it now. Huh? You are sorry? Okay. You are overthinkers. <laughs> so, now, I think I've said a story before. <laughs> I went out with this lady, nice lady, beautiful. We order food. The food is on the table. I said, I'm, I want to use the washroom. My friend, as I used the washroom, I came back. The lady had finished. I'm like, yeah. Say, so where is your food? Says me. Says I'm done. I'm like, hey, the way you are eating this food. <laughs> if I, if, if I. If I take you to my house, I don't know what will happen. <laughs> From there, I said, okay, let me be a gentleman. <laughs> I said, let's go to the movies. Ah, the movie starts. Five minutes into the movie, this mumu is asleep. She was full. Exactly. How do you eat like that? Somebody say compatibility. Say you must understand whether you people are what? Compatible. Because otherwise, before you say prayer for a dinner table, the food will go. So, and the last type of compatibility, these are for those who are ready to get married, is sexual compatibility. Somebody say sexual compatibility. Are you connected that way? Is there something that you look at the person and something tickles inside you? Because like I said, after you guys got married, you are, you get married, you are not going to be praying all night. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Yes. Even if the person is a prayer warrior, like what? Ask yourself, are we? Yes. If there is no drive in you and you only see her as a brother and as a sister, you just meet them and say, Sister, shalom. <laughs> the Lord be with you. <laughs> Somebody say, shalom. shalom. Yes. After today, when you meet somebody and you feel like you don't want to do anything, you say, sister, shalom. <laughs> the Lord be with you. If somebody in church is trying to toss you and you, you are not comfortable, you say, brother, shalom. shalom. <laughs> are you being blessed? Come on, let's be upstanding. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Are you blessed you came to church? Yes. Tell your neighbor, Shalom. shalom. 
I want you to talk to God. We have already prayed. We have done prayer. Because I wanted us to pray about families before I start the sermon because I didn't know how far I was going to go. But to, next week, somebody say next week. We are going higher. Somebody say going higher. My friend, if you want to save your marriage, come and listen. And sometimes, maybe this one, maybe you are not comfortable, but even for the future. Because you need knowledge. The Bible says my people are destroyed because of lack of what? Knowledge. And the Bible says a home is built with wisdom. That is how the Bible says. A home, a family is built with what? Wisdom. So you need knowledge. Knowledge is the right application of wisdom. With this knowledge, you are able to apply them, work on yourself, work on your partner for you to be able to advance. Otherwise, if you, are, if you think it is just prayer, 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 not everything is prayer. Are you getting my point? I cannot call um, um, Lanya and say, come, in the name of Jesus, I impart you with an anointing. Now you are a pilot. If he is to take me to Mombasa and I hear Lanya is in, the, is in the cockpit, I will not go. It doesn't matter whether I think I imparted. Because some things are not imparted. Some things are acquired. Knowledge is not imparted. Knowledge is acquired. You have to take time, study, and learn. So I cannot impart him to become a medical doctor or a lawyer. He has to go through school. You get my point? Yes. So there are some things that you cannot be impacted upon. You must be taught. And you study it, you learn, and you apply it. And it begins to work for you. I want you to talk to God and tell the Lord, Father, help me to build effective relationships with my boss, with my children, with my partner. Help me to become a man or a woman that can build effective relationships. Come on, begin to talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to God. 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 Lift up your voice and talk to God. Lift up your voice and talk to God. Lift up your voice and tell the Lord, Father, help me to build effective relationships. 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 You are telling the Lord, Father, anything, anywhere I fall short, help me to become a better version of myself. You are telling the Lord, Father, help me to become a better version of myself. Come on, begin to talk to God. Help me, God. Spiritual thing, so when you take it, hold it as before. After I prayed over it, 
then we you take them. Yes. Shall we go? I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you to survive. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I love you. I need you to survive. I pray for you. You pray. you find yourself. I pray that God help your heart and heal your heart and mend your heart and make you let go of every offense that shall cripple the integrity of your relationship. May Jehovah God restore homes, restore marriages, restore relationships in the name of Jesus. May God give you a heart that will bring you to a place where you begin to reconnect with your partner once again. In the name of Jesus, we declare it down. And everyone said, Amen. Now let's lift your communion up. Let me pray about it. I speak over that communion wine and bread. It is no longer the physical communion that was bought from a shop. It, be, it assumes spiritual properties. It becomes the blood of Jesus and it becomes the body of Christ. Lord Jesus, as we undertake this action, let it be that you visit us and dine with us. Let the blood infuse into our blood. Heal every sickness. Break down every barrier in our lives. And let the body of God restore our bodies. Mend back anything that was broken. In the name of Jesus. As we take this, oh Lord. Let our spiritual life take another dimension. Let our prayer life take another dimension. In Jesus name. We have prayed and everyone said amen. amen. Now it has two lids. In case you are new. The, the, the communion they've given it has got two lids. The first lid, pull it, you assess the bread. And the second lid, 
you assess the wine. If you have taken the bread, we take the bread together, the, the body of Christ. Take the wine. It's already been prayed over the blood of Christ. Come on, begin to talk to God. Let your spiritual senses be activated. Let your spiritual senses be activated. From today, may you be spiritually active. May your prayer life take a new dimension. Amen. May your study of God's will take a new dimension. Yes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for you. Yes. May your life be infused with grace. Yes. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Now, if you're tight, I just come forward. If you have released your tithe and you have not been prayed for, if you have been prayed for, it's okay. If you have not been prayed for, just come forward. Let me pray for you before we close. If you're tight, just come forward. We pray. Come forward. We pray. If you have released your tithe, you have not been prayed for, just come forward. See, tithe is a tenth of your income. As you honor God with your tithe, he also honors you in his word that says he'll open the windows of heavens unto you and give you a blessing that you don't have room to contain. May that word be fulfilled in your life. Amen. I speak over your lives. May Jehovah God continue to bless you. Amen. Bless your businesses. Amen. Bless your careers. Amen. Bless the work of your hands. Amen. Whatever you touch, I declare it shall be blessed. Amen. I bless your going out and your coming in. Amen. You can only go higher. Yes. You can never come down. Yes. We rebuke the devourer for your sake. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can have this blessing. Now, is there anybody that is fellowshipping with us for the very first time? Any first timer here? No, we are closing, so you can be. Yes, any first timer raising? Let's be upstanding. We are closing, sorry. Please, let's be upstanding. We are closing. We are already done. Any first timer raise you? Let me see by hand. Oh, come on. Appreciate the first timers. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. Appreciate them. After service. Just sit here on my left. We want to talk to you. We want to communicate with you. We want to share fellowship with you. Um, there is tea downstairs. Take us. It's tea is for everybody every Sunday, isn't it? Everybody in this house take tea and bread, isn't it? So go take as many as you can. When I was young, I used to take more. So do it. I mean, pay for my sins. Amen? Go there. Take as many as you can until you cannot take any more. And the Lord God will bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. And after those newcomers, just wait for us and you shall be ministered to. And the Lord God will bless you. Second service begins at three. And uh, please, it's a family dedication service. It's a time of prayer. If you desire to pray more, go quickly and come back and let's zoom into prayer in the afternoon. Amen. 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 Is there anybody here you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? All these things we are doing, it looks vague to you. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior? Raise your hand and let me pray for you. You want to get saved? You want to get saved? Say, man of God, I'm lost. I, I want to take Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Maybe you are saved, but you drifted. But now you feel like you want to get back to the Lord. It's a personal decision. It's not a decision that because your friend will see you. Oh, no, no, no. It's a decision you are making by yourself. You want to get back to the Lord. Wherever you are, just raise your hand. Let me pray with you. Wherever you are, 
If you are watching online, you are also part of the service. You can also, if you also don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want to pray for you. I want to lead you wherever you are. Just raise your hand above your head so that we can see. I can see you from where I stand. Just raise your hand above your head and then I can pray with you wherever you are. Raise your hand above your head. Raise your hand above your head. Church, let's help them pray. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Today I accept you. Today I accept as you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And personal Savior. Personal Savior. Come and live in, me, in my heart. Come and live in my heart. Be the Lord and the Master of my life. Be Lord and Master of my life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. From today. From today. I dedicate my heart. I dedicate my heart. My life. My life. To you. You. Help me, Help me to, live for you to live for you all the days of my life. All the days of my life. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are you blessed you came to church? Yeah, see, today is a family dedication service, but we are still managing to close. Very good in good time. It's 12. Amen. 15 minutes past 12. Are you blessed you came to church? Yes. Let's make our declarations as we go home. One go. This is my purpose. In the name of Jesus, I have ownership of properties. In the name of Jesus, I am taking my rightful position in career, business, church, and community. In the name of Jesus, I am attaining perfection in every aspect of my life. In the name of Jesus, I am demonstrating and working in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, the Lord has connected me to the right partner in every aspect of my life. Jesus. Now, if you are here and you pledged um, this week, I'm um, um, doing the Kesha and it's with you. Just walk up here. If you took a pledge here, you have not honored it. You took a seat, you have not honored it. Please walk up and put it at the altar before you go or make sure you bring it in the second service. And uh, if you are a worker, please, all workers, wait behind. Um, see Pastor Lays, all workers, wait behind and see Pastor Lays. Amen. Let's share the grace with one accord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Let's share the confession of faith. Psalm 23. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anoints my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy, blessings and favor, anointing and prosperity shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Are you blessed you came to the house? Now say, we're going to sing our prophetic prayer, our prophetic song as we walk out of here. Amen. Yes, let's go. And keep me and make his face shine upon me and be gracious to me. The Lord, the Lord, turn face towards me.
Brasil, gente. 